What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Worlds collide back once again. Tony Vela, WrestlingTradingCards.com. Me. Good morning. Parts wrestling un- cards. Parts unknown. <laughs> parts unknown, exactly. <laughs> All right. So today we've got an interesting topic. We're going to be talking about the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers to invest in. And I think, you know, the investing word is thrown around, kind of a dirty word to some in both the sports card and wrestling card community. I think people like hate talking about the money aspect of it, but I think it's something that's here to stay. It's popular. So what did we're going to do that. By the way, did you see, speaking of investment and in in a dirty word, did you see that ongoing thread with David Peck and uh, another guy about. Yes, absolute ludicrous. Wasn't it? I mean, it's just ludicrous. Absolutely, yeah. Right. So, I mean, this, this person has no idea that, uh, as I've been preaching for years that cards are stocks. Yeah. Really and card, are. Cards of any, any kind too, like collectibles. Yeah. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. I yeah. just thought it was interesting. We're having this conversation and uh, recently just saw this uh, ongoing, you know, Twitter war going back and forth of, uh, you know, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you got, I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're probably following David, but uh, if, if not go follow David Peck, I think it's D Peck 100 on Twitter, I think is his yeah. handle. Yeah. And you can go back and scroll through and check out that conversation or just reach out and ask him about it. I'm sure he could send you some screenshots if you don't want to scroll or something. <laughs> Cause it's, it is definitely entertaining. So uh, yep. t- today we're kind of like, I already talked about the topic, but we're going to break it down. We've each, we don't know what the other one has picked or who we're going to mention. We're going to mention four wrestlers and this isn't sets this. We might talk about that. We might talk about a key card here and there, but this is just the names that if you're wanting to go out there and buy wrestling cards of, well, first off, you I would hope you would like the talent first off because um, I don't know about you, Tony, but I don't necessarily like buying cards of people I don't like. True. I mean, I don't buy anything that I don't like. I mean, if I'm buying something I don't like, it's just something to flip because I know somebody right. else likes them. And I think that's what a lot of times the in investment side of the hobby, that's what people do. And when they do that, I mean, I understand the logic. And I also understand that you can do that at a certain price point and be okay. Like, for example, when I buy out collections, a lot of the times I buy stuff that's like random sports stuff I have zero interest in, but I'm buying it at a price point that I know I can make a margin on it. So even if I have to sit on it a while, what makes sense, whatever. But to go out there and spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on some of these cards that people do, like I don't understand why someone would do that on singles if you don't really like or fan or believe in the talent. So what we're going to do is pick the names that each of us have selected talk about them. And again, these are going to be names that you could probably feel pretty safe to put your money into. And we're just going to talk about that. So uh, do you want to start? You want me to start? How do you want to do this? I think I want you to start because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 100% transparent here up until we decided to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, I really didn't do any, a whole lot of homework on it only because I'm just going to pick names uh, that just come to my mind right away. Cause I'm like, that's, that's the whole a, idea. That, that's a winner. That's a winner that to me, that's a winner. So I can start. You want me to, I mean, I, oh, I want to start right away. I just, yeah. And well, you can, if you want, but I just want to preface, like, this isn't our favorite wrestlers. This isn't who's the best worker. This has no, nothing I, to I, do I, with I, that. 
This I'm is going strictly by if we're talking and using the term, the dirty word investment, uh, I'm looking at just strictly what do I put my money in that I know years from now I'm going to cash out on. Absolutely. Uh, and without a doubt, for me, obviously, top of my choice is going to be Hogan. Woo! That was my number one, too. So we're my, I same. mean, it's just number one is just uh, I wrote them down as you were speaking our intro here. It's like that. And not, that's not the order I, I just put them on you know, the king of my head. But I want to have to put Hogan at number one for me. I'm not even going to rank them one through four. I'm not going to yeah, rank them. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to say Hogan for sure is someone that, you know, thankfully we still have the man alive today. But, you know, 50 years, 100 years down the road from now, it's like that. We still have cardboard. There's still any trees left to make cardboard. Um, <laughs> That's uh, a good point. I mean, are they going to be – he's a – He's the Babe Ruth of wrestling, man. I mean, it doesn't matter what your feelings are about him, what my feelings are about him. He is who he is, and he he is a household name, and people in other sports and other collectibles know who Hulk Hogan is. He is someone you can definitely – he's Apple, man. You buy in, and you're going to always make money. Yeah. Um, he's he, he is wrestling, him and Vince McMahon. If yes. Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan don't exist, wrestling does not exist like we know it today it would still be around like it was in the carnivals or all, you know, back in the seventies and the, 40s. Oh, it, it, it definitely be it, it would be around. a around institution. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be around, but it wouldn't be. And I know there's a bunch of like WWE haters out there, which, you know, whatever, that's your perspective, but uh, just wrestling would not be what, where it is today. Uh, cards aside, if it wasn't for Hogan and Vince. So um, to play devil's advocate, and I will argue against myself here too. I think there's some people out there that think that, um, Hogan is before a lot of the modern collector's time. So maybe it's younger yeah, but, kids. But, yeah, but, but so is Ty Cobb and so is uh, Babe Ruth. And yep. there's a lot of people now who would pay big money who are getting in, who are obviously not old enough to have seen Babe Ruth play or, you know, Mickey Mantle play that invest a lot of money in those people because they're, they're bankable investments. Right. And it's become like, uh, we're not necessarily talking about specific cards here, but there are specific cards of those guys that have become pieces of art, like legitimate investments because Correct. of what it is and the aura that's built up around it. 82 all-stars Hogan has become that in the wrestling card world. It really has. So um, I don't it's, think it's, it's, it's the highest price card right now. I think for a wrestling card, if I'm not mistaken at the time we record this, I think it's like in the mid to upper 40,000 range for a piece the, of the high grades. Range. Yeah. Yeah. The mm -hmm. high grades. And, um, uh, that's got nowhere to go, but up, I think it's even to this day, it's still undervalued. And something else that I, speaking of undervalued and, um, it seems like we see these a lot is Hogan autographs. Yep. Like he signs at the beach shop quite a bit. Um, and we're you know, seeing you can, more and more than lately too. Right. But I still don't think no matter how many of those get signed, no matter, no matter how many, like certified pack pullable boxed autos come out uh they're just too cheap like when you when you put those into comparisons of some of the greats of all other aspects whether it's non-sport or sports uh hogan autos are just incredibly underpriced yeah, I mean, like it's, i don't like jordan or yeah. uh, you know gretzky or you know you, you name it. i mean it's it's just that's who he is he is that's wrestling i mean yeah. Um, I, and you know, we've seen the lowest of the lows for him too. Like, you know, yep. from his personal life and stuff he said in public and it's never affected his pride. Like I know there's a, 
I don't want to get into the like, uh, you know, woke crowd, but uh, like that whole aspect of the world has not affected his card prices, which it has for like, you know, Velveteen Dream, prime example. Yeah, it it did affect him. Um, uh, What's uh, there's there's a couple other names of like more modern stars where stuff like that did affect their prices. Not that he had a lot of uh, he was in demand to begin with, but like you know Joey Ryan is another example. Too. Prime like example. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's never going to have. Uh, there's no value there. <laughs> there's zero value there. Yeah, um, and and right and rightfully so for those I mean for those things. I mean I mean let's let's also be we're not advocating anything here like that, but uh, just examples of you know you do something wrong outside of the business like that. Not everybody's affected. There's certain guys. We've had this conversation before. Yes. Where there's certain guys who are, are almost like, you know, they're bulletproof in that sense, you know, depending on what it is that they did, of course. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of my cheap, my cheap trick tattoos like that. I'm, I'm hoping these guys somewhere down the road don't become like, you know, that guy, he, he did this. Like, ah, oh, man, I got to get this laser <laughs> down removed. I, I mean, I'm screwed. But um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the controversies did not hurt Hogan. The controversies didn't hurt other guys like Flair and stuff like that. But um yeah Yeah. all right who do you got next on your list uh speaking of controversies speaking of stuff like that flair i think actually he may be even higher on the rankings than hogan i funny i don't even i don't even have him on my list there you go that's why we're doing this (laughs) uh i think i think he's always bankable i don't think that when you look at the value of the hogan versus flair stuff right now and we already talk about how Hogan being undervalued. I would agree that Flair is also undervalued. I think the hobby as a whole is undervalued, obviously. But um, uh, there's a huge gap in pricing between a Hogan and a, and a, and a Flair. Will Flair ever get to the Hogan status uh, of where Hogan's at now? Yeah, but by then, Hogan will already be someplace higher. else higher. <laughs> For me, my argument here is that, um, you know, we talk about – you know, out of sight, out of mind with some of these wrestlers and, you know, to some extent sports uh, sp- athletes with sports cards. But uh, for me, Ric Flair is one of the legends who is constantly out there. He's got a pretty good social media account. He's, you know, always out there with sports teams and like giving pregame speeches. He does commercials, com- commercials uh, just he's, you know, uh, taking suplexes from Andrade in the pool, like, and then combine that you've got Charlotte flair who's on top right now. There's that link there. So legendary wrestler, he's a pop culture icon, you know, he's transcended into the rap world and been a huge influence for half for those guys. Um, I can't say the same thing for Hogan. No, now now on the flip side, come on, Savage had a rap album against him. (laughs) That's true. Actually. Oh, I wonder if he's going to make the list. We'll probably make somebody mad if he doesn't. But anyway, side note. Um, I think the the whole like pop culture thing, I think he's got Hogan beat. Now, does that mean that I think his cards are better than Hogan? Not necessarily. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm just like, I'm taking it from the pop culture standpoint that I think Flair is above Hogan from that, that, that perspective. Um, I don't see too many rappers walking around making songs called Hulk Hogan Drip. I, I, I get that. Yeah. I get it. But when you think of a household name, I think Hogan still beats Flair on that. Within respect. within wrestling, yes. Yeah. I think even without wrestling. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a debate. <laughs> I, I think you I think you get people out there who are like I think my wife's a good example. I think until before she met me, maybe she knew who Flair was, but she definitely knows who Hogan is. 
I think that's an interesting point too. I think more people know Flair now than they did when he was wrestling. Because I think of you're right. That, that stuff, I do so. agree with you with because yeah. I think he's he's again the commercials being out there. He had, um, Charlotte. Charlotte, it is, it, there's, a, there's a lineage connection mm-hmm. there now that people can identify with. Like, you know, Charlotte, Flair, oh, Rick Flair, oh, you know, so, and, and the, the woos never go away with everybody. You, you go to any arena and there's a woo with kids who probably never even, even right. seen Rick Flair in their life. There's like, oh, dad's wooing, so I'm woo, you know, yep. so it's just, um, there, there's that connection. Yep. So there's, that's my second since we both had Hogan. So your turn. Uh, I'm going with uh, the, the, the other obvious, uh, The Rock. Yep. I have him on my list uh, strictly because you want to talk about uh, that transcends uh, all demographics. There is no bigger superstar on this planet right now than The Rock, and um, you know one of the one of if not the highest paid actor in in Hollywood, uh, pumping out for the majority you know profitable films. Um, one of the biggest presence on Instagram as well. The, he is the yeah. he has the biggest presence of Instagram. I think he's two hundred something million people. So yeah, whatever it is. Uh, so I mean, he's just um, there's somebody who transcends wrestling uh, that has dipped himself into movies and TV and music. Uh, MMA stuff has been you know introducing people and getting involved in that. Um, and but and then we have the aspect of like. Hey, in 2024, does he run for office? 2028, does he run for office? You know, I mean, where, where does it, where does his, you know, star power end? I mean, it's just, uh, that's, that's the, I think that's the biggest name there is in, in, in wrestling connected with wrestling right now. Uh, currently, whereas Hogan, it might be the Babe Ruth. I think right now you've got, you know, the rock would be what? Uh, Mike Trout, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, who's the biggest name out there that's modern in sports? LeBron. LeBron. Probably. Perfect yeah. example. There you go. Uh, LeBron. Um, maybe because he's been around a little longer, maybe he'd be a Kobe. Something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. Yep. Um, it's just uh, it's just money. I mean, I, I think that's going to be – it's going to be – I think Hogan will be the first six-figure card, pure, true wrestling card. I don't count – rocks bumblebee football card sure. that one that once sold a ninety thousand dollars whatever it was you know during the the craze of the pandemic um uh i think it'll probably eventually be a six-figure card i don't consider it a wrestling card uh so but the rock might someday get there with this panini sticker getting thirty-three thousand at one point yeah. of course that's dropped off tremendously so you know kudos for you robbing one for getting that 33 yeah. plus because uh i don't think you're gonna see that for a while but I don't know. He's definitely on my list. So he was third on my list. So I'll just go ahead and take my third option to talk about this. Everything you just said, I agree with, but I also want to like, just throw some extra information in there. Um, I, I dabble in the sports card world again, not because I buy a lot of it, but because I like to learn. And I learn a lot from listening to a lot of these dealers and the top names in the content creation world and people that are, you know, making moves and one thing I keep seeing is a lot of these guys, um, if the, if wrestling is mentioned or wrestling cards, like it seems like most of them are gravitated to the rock. It's not Hogan. It's not flair. It's the rock. And they, they like, Oh yeah. I remember watching them during the attitude era and they're the, and then of course the movies and the Instagram and everything you just said, he's 100% identifiable for today's generation as well. He's, yeah. hundred percent. Rele- that's it. He's relevant from, you know, the nineties 
from wrestling till he got away from wrestling and started doing, you know, movies. And now he's still in the movie things. And he's just, he's, he's entertainment. He's an entertainment yep. industry uh, himself, you know, owning companies in the clothing business, in the, in the, uh, you know, tequila business like that. I mean, he's got fingerprints and everything's like that. He's in and the, everywhere. The $7, I think it's $7 production. Seven buck. Seven buck. Like that story is, it's a huge motivator to younger people also. Yep. So you've got that. And then the other thing I will put on there, and uh, I, I want like I, I really want to try to steer away from talking about this kind of stuff, but there is a younger crowd that can identify with him, and for what he stands for, the you know the great the greater good of human beings that is a little bit different than like what we just talked about Hogan or what we just talked about Flair about you know the the past of stuff that's happened that's come out about them. We haven't heard or seen that with The Rock. In fact, we've seen just the opposite about how, you know, he's gone out and helped people that helped him coming up think, in the business. I think the closest we can get to that is I just recently, it's funny you say that. I just recently saw something on like a Facebook feed of like, you know, one of those uh, uh, now or whatever it's called, it's like that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing where they have like these teachers and they talked about The Rock had, he did have some controversy in the sense of when he, when and how he left his wife and met his current wife and that uh you know there might have been some infidelity going on there kind of things like that but he kind of and he kept his current woman kind of in the shadows for a while until they, i mean there was a little bit of stuff like that but again it didn't seem to really no one really talks about that because it's just uh I, I think he's come clean about it my understanding from that little article I well, read. well so, and it doesn't make it right but no. when you compare that story to like what we heard about flair it's sure yeah it's totally it's different, night and but, day it's uh he I'm on, I'm gonna piggyback on what you said. He's the probably most identifiable wrestler to a younger audience currently. Yeah, like as a legend perspective. So like, like if wrestling just started, you know, 20 years ago, he'd be the baby of it. wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yep, he, he he would definitely be it. So um, you, we've covered three of mine now. So I guess technically we're back to you with your third. Uh, okay, yeah, my third. I'm going with Andre. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I'm going with Andre because, again, he doesn't really – first off, it's Andre. Uh, he's – when you talk about the All-Stars, he's one of those three, you know, yep. of the, of the All-Stars that really sell well. And that's the iconic set we always gravitate back towards. Um, but uh, it's still – it's Andre. He – he has transcended into pop culture because we have like, you know, the Obey shirts and we have uh, posters, things like that. You know, Princess Bride, you know, people still remember him from that. There's people who weren't even wrestling fans because I like that big guy from Princess Bride. So I specifically I remember him in like a honeycomb cereal commercial. Yeah, honeycomb yeah. cereal. Yeah. He was, you know, Bigfoot and Six Million Dollar Man. I mean, uh, I mean, he he's done things like that, but it's still it's Andre the Giant. I mean, this, you know, larger than life creation, the eighth wonder of the world kind of thing. And uh I just think that, again, I, as a whole, I've always said, and I'll always continue to say it, wrestling as a whole, when it comes to trading cards, is an undervalued market completely from the top to bottom, undervalued. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, uh, we, we can have conversations about, well, who do you think is the most undervalued wrestling card? Well, okay, well, we have our top guys we know who are still, I still say are undervalued, well, but here's this, the bottom one. Yeah. This is also why we create content, because if you want to get into those discussions, it's an endless discussion. We, it we'll really have, is. We'll have material for years. Yep. Uh, which I love. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of talking about it anyway. So like, yeah. I've, I've been passionate about it for my whole life, basically. So, um, but it, it's on the giant, man. It's just, uh, he's a larger than life character that I just think that over the years, I mean, he's already passed away back in what, 95, 
uh, somewhere at the time, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 94, 95, yeah. I think. So um, it's just, uh, and we still talk about it to this day. We still see, um, people know who Honor the Giant is. Uh, maybe they're not even fans of him from wrestling. Like, I, they don't identify him as a wrestler. They identify him as just, oh, Honor the Giant. Oh, that big guy from this movie kind of thing. He's had some memorable things out there that have put him into the mainstream media kind of thing over the years. And um, I just think that, and the stuff I hit is so rare already. It's already so rare because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a guy I follow up on Twitter. I wish I, wish I remember his name now. Um, main event memorabilia, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, an incredible collection of stuff he has and uh, always posting stuff for, for Andre. It's like, this guy's got to have everything there is out there of Andre. Cause like, you don't, it's see amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff that he has. Um, and you just don't see a lot of Andre autographs. You don't see a lot of uh, different versions of his autograph back before he was on the giant. Uh, it's just, um, He's just someone that is, no pun intended, just a huge name. <laughs> <laughs> nice pun. Yeah. Um, Thank you, folks. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. I think the only, uh, like, I can't disagree with anything you said. I think just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, though, like, he fails in comparison huge as far as, like, um, notoriety to your average per- like your average person is is going to say the rock is going to say uh you know they may not say rick flair maybe i don't know younger people might they'll say hogan uh they may say macho man you know there, there's some other names we can mention but when i when i'm talking like wrestling with casual people andre the giant is rarely brought up but on the flip side the people who know wrestling like they know these Andre cards. It's just what you said. The, the, you know, we're seeing some really cool stuff out there that people have of Andre, whether it's signed or, you know, maybe a higher grade or a refractor that you just don't see very often. Lots would, of good. Would, on- you, would you put Andre the Giant in the category for turn it, put it in terms of sports? Like if you're into baseball, you know, the Holy Grail of baseball, so like, you know, a Honus Wagner card. Yeah. Would you have kind of compared to be like a Honus Wagner? Like if I'm into collectibles but i don't know who what is a honus wagner car what's that you know maybe they got uh, the giant i think you could put that 82 all-stars up there yeah you sure. could put that like as an identifiable but like from a talent if you want to reference to vintage baseball i would be more like a like a ty cobb or a shoeless okay. joe jackson you know he's he's somebody <laughs> jackson i was gonna say shoeless joe jackson somebody that is like the hobby knows baseball fans know but the average person might not associate with like a babe ruth or a mantle Sure. like because even the average person doesn't even really know honus wagner like if you mention baseball cards they're True. probably going to mention king griffey jr before they mention a honus wagner so i think that's just my perspective on the andre stuff but um we haven't again we, we weren't doing the show to talk about specific cards but i think there are specific andre cards even some of the more modern stuff that you know do, has really good value and good future cool who do you got oh. for number four okay this is where i'm throwing the curveball into everything are you throwing a curveball just because you want to be fancy with no. your pitching or because no. <laughs> you're throwing a curveball because, uh, you know, 
I'm, you believe I'm, in this? I'm not trying to be those people that we always talk about that like the band before they got uh, mainstream. Gotcha. All right. Because the, 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 the do not sound like Killer Cross. <laughs> no, no, my choice here, my choice here has actually become even more mainstream, and that's why I want to pick it. But it's not a single talent; it's a mutual fund. Yeah, you know, I'm always okay. talking about buying mutual funds where you don't know what to pick, but if you pick all of them and get them together, you should be able to balance yourself. Okay. And my pick for number four is the uh, the top, like take your choice of the top current women. Everybody likes something different. Okay. Alexa, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, take your pick. But they're they're modern cards, and, and I don't even necessarily say you want to go for the rookie card, sure. But just like the modern, flashy, shiny autos of the of this talent, like we're. Uh, for wrestling fans, I guess we've become a little jaded as far as like the time frame. Like we're still in the infancy of real women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the more I watch modern product, and especially now that Cross is not on WWE anymore, the the more I'm watching of even AEW, but definitely WWE and NXT, like the women have better characters, they're better wrestlers, and their promos are better. So they're just like they're getting better and better. And um, you know, men's wrestling from a cardboard perspective has been around for hundreds of years, not so much with the women. So, and I think the women have a broader audience. I think there are more uh, younger girls and women out there that might start collecting because they can relate possibly, but it's hard for me to pick one because I can't pick Charlotte over Becky. I can't pick, you know, Bianca Belair over Sasha. Uh, you know, Oscar's uh, up there. Um, I think Scarlett, I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased, but I still think she's huge. There's, there's just like, of course, there's some names that we could probably rule out, but there's like probably 10 different names of just like huge you, women. Are you talent. sticking with modern and only the current product? Or yes. do you go back even to Attitude Era and say like a Trish Stratus no. or Alita? Nope. No, no, no. I think it's the modern, like uh, there's nothing wrong with those, but I, I think it's just these modern ones that have set history. You know, the first women to headline WrestleMania the first women to headline a pay-per-view period, uh, the first winner of the women's Royal Rumble. Like it's, there's so many like- But histo- something could be said for those people back then because, you know, Trish and Alita, they, they were the first women to headline a Monday Night Raw. You know? They could I mean, be, they, they could mean, be, uh, but I, I don't think- And then um, they still, and especially Trish, she still holds some high value on some of her stuff. Well, and we're going to talk, I guess it would be our next week's show about some of the Fleer stuff. That's a true. whole different discussion when we're talking discussion. about that You're- stuff. But um, I think- for modern collectors, if you're going to look back in 20, 30, 40 years, some of this shiny autoed parallel stuff of some of the modern women, it, you know, if you can pick the, if, I, but I don't know who to pick. That's why I said it's a, it's a, like a mutual fund. Like here, grab one of these, grab one of these, grab one of these. They're all very affordable. And I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know where these prices go, but I just don't see any downside to any of this. Mm, not really a curve, Bob, but more of like a, <laughs> safety net there it's like <laughs> maybe a change up yeah that's a change up for sure <laughs> uh, i feel like it's a screwball um yeah I, I can totally relate and see what you're saying it's like that i think time's going to tell you know which of these whether it be the four horsewomen type things or uh, the alexa bliss is like that uh where they're going to stand over, over time but you know the tna factor in in the hobby itself has always been since they started putting women on the cards like that you know in the late 90s uh, with the whole attitude errors like that, comic images and Sable and mm-hmm. things like that, 
um, you know, that stuff has always sold well because of the TNA factor, which sure. is a sad thing. And I agree with you. I think that today's product, women are the better wrestlers. Uh, it's not even close. Part. Yeah. Uh, better promos, uh, more interesting characters to, to see. Now, I don't even watch, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I still gravitate towards like watching the highlights. Like, you know, I'm more interested in seeing what Becky Lynch did than I kind of am on what, you know, uh, you know, uh, Riddle did, you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just kind of, I am. I'm just. More... I mean, if well, if you want to, con- uh, at the time of recording, if you want to co- compare champions, Biggie, Becky. Oh, Becky. Exactly. By far. Exactly. I mean, I just, and it's nothing. It's not. A, it's not a knock on Biggie. I just don't right. think that he's uh, being written as an interesting character right now. It's, it's an appeal to me. Right. Whereas I'd rather watch, uh, you know, Bianca Belair, or I'd rather watch Sasha Banks, or uh, you know, Becky, or, or you know, the Four Horsemen. Basically, right. I, when Bailey when Bailey comes back, I like to watch her too. I mean, right. I thought her character when she went heel was uh, was very interesting. I, I and she played it well, mm-hmm. as, especially as someone who used to watch her when she trained all the time for AWS and stuff like that back in the day, being like, you know, the happy happy girl. Stuff, right. You know? Yeah. So I saw on Twitter somebody referenced her character now as the angry soccer mom. <laughs> which is which it's is very great. accurate it's, yeah yeah i might just change your name to karen sorry karen yeah. <laughs> um but I, I agree with you it's a good point and I, I agree with you on that so yeah i mean you can't go wrong with any of those girls anyways well i mean i guess you could if you pick the wrong one that's why i said sure. just pick a little bit of everything spread it out you know yep. i'm gonna put i've got 100 bucks i'm gonna throw you know 20 here and 20 there and 20 here and 20 there you know that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah so yeah Gotcha. All right, you're up with. Are, are we on number four? For you? I'm on number four for me, yeah. And I, my, my number four is actually a tie. I don't know which way to go, so maybe you can help me lean which way Ooh. I want to go. All right, uh, but I'm keeping record of like you know who are people. I'm just going to put down here girls for you. <laughs> Perverts. Okay, so um, for me, it's a toss up. Uh, and I, me, I'm going to lean towards one. I think more than the other. I think, but I'm kind of in almost a tie for me. And I'm going to say Cena slash Vince. Oh, man. I love that. I love the Vince stuff. Because the Vince stuff is we, I think, as collectors, even though, and, I, and I'm leaning more towards Vince, because I think that, I think Cena's still going to be, you know, 20 years down the road. I, I see him still be like, man, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, that guy carried that company for so many years. And, you know, championships aside, still there was characters. Half the crowd loved him. Half the crowd hated him. So, I, But uh, he's just, he's a big name. And I don't know where the rest of his career is going to go when it comes to movies. I have no idea. I don't know what he's going to be, you know, beyond wrestling. Uh, so I think he's a safe, very affordable investment at this point. I think he's still very yeah. undervalued. I can get into him for very cheap. And I can probably come out you know, a hundred, 200% on my investment, you know, you know, five, 10 years down the road. I don't know. Vince, I think is criminally underrated and undervalued. And up until the last couple of years, never signed for nothing, never signed. And now we have autographs, parallels, you know, one of ones, refractors, always amazing, cool looking cards of him that this is a guy with Hogan, no Hogan, no Vince, no Vince, no Hogan, you know, kind of thing. It's just when this guy, he's in his seventies now when he's long passed away. So people are going to be like, man, I really should have invested in this guy more when I had the opportunity back then. I think this is a huge, huge overlooked uh, investment piece is Vince. I think both of them are like, I'm leaning more towards Vince than Cena. It's like that. I think Cena is a safe, gradual incline. I think, you know, over time where I think that Vince 
you know, God forbid, when the day, I mean, the day he passes away, skyrocket. I didn't think his stuff's going to go through the roof. Well, from my perspective, I'm going to tie this back to culture again, because that's what I just keep. I don't, there, there's something that I always look at the wrestling cards. Like, um, you know, if I, if I got some cool road warrior stuff, like, all right, the average person doesn't know who these guys are and that's fine. I like the card, but then there are other stuff that, I, that, you know, we're talking about investing. There are other cards that I will buy because I like them, but I also know that they, they're, they're pop culture. So if I want to get out but of I them, th- I think of Vince McMahon, when you say the McMahon family, mm-hmm. I think people can kind of, I think there's a good number, not everybody, not a Hogan level or a rock level, but I think uh, even then even stone cold, like I was, I was playing with my head, putting. yeah, stone he didn't cold make either too. of our lists. That's amazing. And, and I, and I, and I think he's still very well, much an investment piece, yeah. obviously like that, but we're looking for my Mount rush more of what I would want to invest. If I'm taking my million dollars and investing in cards and I'm going to spread it across these four names. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Vince is just again, criminally underrated. And I think a lot of people out there know who the McMahons are. Um, just Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. That guy who owns the WWF. Well, it used to be by WF back in the day. It's WWE now grandma. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I, I just think that, uh i think it's a name that's out there it's a name out there that does i think it does transcend more than just wrestling i'll start i'll start with vince um i think if people like me and you people who are diehard wrestling fans that have been for years you're absolutely right i think that people are going to want these and they're not going to be able to get them because they're going to be so expensive at some point and it's you know he doesn't sign very much it's just like you said but I think the modern fan, even if they go back and look like 20 years from now, like hypothetically Vince has passed away and they look at this, I think like he's with some of these modern fans, right or wrong, I think he's tarnished their view of the company so much that they don't want anything to do with him. Now it doesn't have any, I'm still with you. I still think his prices are going to go like way up. And I think people are going to be kind of, left and left behind because they're not gonna be able to afford them because us as the diehard you know long-term wrestling fans um and it, it just goes back to like the vintage baseball thing like you know it's not the flavor of the month but it's also showing what's some of the most valuable stuff out there so and you tell me other owners of of organizations out there that people clamor for and collect that that are names rare rare i i can't think of any right offhand i mean is there a lot of people chasing uh, uh mark cuban cards i mean really i mean is he like like gotta have it gotta have it and then like 20 years after he passes are people gonna be like going after and clamoring for his stuff there's gonna always be a spike in interest in people's uh in the collectability of people's like that and and the general rule is that the peak value of someone after they're passed that they passed away is usually a 72 hour window mm-hmm. before it plateaus out and then it hits this marks like that until maybe, uh, you know, some sort of uh, made for TV movie about them gets put out or a movie documentary gets put out about them. Right. Then maybe more interest gets put into them again. But I mean, I can't think of any other organization top of my head. So, you know, people can go ahead and make comments on this episode. They want to, and, you know, uh, and say, with it, what, Oh, well, how about this guy? But um, yes, know, we do it, encourage your comments, by the way, just 100%, make sure, tag please. us on social media. The more you guys get involved, the more it can, kind of tell us what you guys want to hear and just get a good banter going. Uh, we recently did a Twitter spaces show, you know, starting more of those, just trying to get the community more involved. So sorry to take keep, a sidebar there. Yeah, but. Right, but keep a lookout on all of our channels, both for Zan and myself and our joint one of worlds collide, because we'll be putting things. Sometimes it might be like, Hey, tonight we're doing this, you know, and it might yeah. be, 
And uh, we'll probably have like, because I think the Twitter spaces is going to work for us and a lot of people in the future of having like quick, easy discussions real quick about whatever's on their mind uh, at the moment. Because a lot of times I'll, tw- I'll text you like something really heated about this. Wish we were having a podcast tonight to talk about it. It's like, and then by the time you go, oh, I put yep. it on our notes and like, eh, I'm kind of. You know, by the time we now. get there, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, sidetrack there. But um, I, I just, I don't know, for me, we're talking about specifically in the wrestling world, uh, in the trading car world, what to invest in. I think Vince is going to be something a lot of people are going to wish they actually uh, bought in now, myself included. Like, I'm yeah, not me a too. Vince McMahon collector. I, I don't think if I was looking for investment pieces, mm-hmm. I wish I could go out and have some extra money to, to, to invest in some Vince stuff and sit on it. But it's not my focal point. Uh, but I think those who are looking for things to invest in for wrestling cards, he's someone that I would recommend to. Yep, if I'm, I'm your TD, if I'm with TD Waterhouse and I'm telling you what to invest <laughs> in, I'm telling you right now, I'm TV Waterhouse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's your new gimmick. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way on that. Like I was just, you know, playing devil's advocate from what I've seen. And that's also what I want to do with John Cena since you're talking about him. Yeah. I think the modern wrestling fan just is tired of him and they think he's cheesy and all of these things, but people don't understand the power of nostalgia. I keep saying that on like every single piece of content I put out about how powerful nostalgia is for, you know, what, what we consume now as adults, what we like to buy in cardboard form or any other kind of collectibles. And 20 years from now, people are going to look at John Cena. Oh, I used to watch that. I, you know, I had all of the Cena gear when I was five years old and, you know, they're going to go back on the network if they're still wrestling fans and they're going to think of Cena, like we think of Hogan. Yeah, there's a lot, and, you, know, you can't deny the man's uh, outreach to people outside of the, the wrestling as well. Pop I mean, culture, yep. Pop culture right there. I mean, again, movies, not the rock level type thing, obviously, but, um, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation for crying out loud, more than any other celebrity in history he's done. Uh, you know, that touches families. Yep. Families remember that kind of stuff. And then those families, kids, you know, uh, you know, the rest of their family goes on to, to acknowledge that. Well, and WWE acknowledges it, which makes people like, he's kind of more collectible because he's a bigger, like people can, maybe they're not as big of a fan of him in the ring, but they see all the stuff he's doing, plus his movies, plus this, plus commercial. So it's all kind of ties together, like you said. So it's why it's really hard for me. I was putting the scene of Vince in the same thing because they both popped in my mind when I was thinking of, because the first three, I'm going to be honest with it. The first three were like, boom, boom, boom. No problem for me. That was yep. my first three. Then that last one was like, oh, do I throw Flair in there? Do I throw Savage in there? Do I throw, you know, uh, do I throw my boy Kurt Angle in there? You know, gold, you know, do I, I mean, there's all these numbers of people I could throw in. So like, do I pick someone like a Roman Reigns or like that? Or do I go gravitate towards someone in AEW who's like in its embassy as a, as a company? And, you know, do I take a Chris Jericho? I, mean, I don't, a lot of different variables. And I thought, you know, all of a sudden then Cena and then Vince, for some reason, the two just hit me at the same time. I, I got to put them down. They're kind of a tie for me. Right. And that's what that's why we wanted to do this show today is it, it proves a point of how quick would we come up with these names? Because I think that really tells you, um, you know, I, I had my list in like five minutes or less, like because that just I, I, I put my list in your opening. <laughs> there you go. Of this like, podcast. <laughs> that, that was the whole I, that was the whole idea of today's show. So um, hope that hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, please let us know on, you know, tag us in social media. Please share the show. Let's get more involved. Me and Tony are trying to get more people involved in what we're doing as far as just. Yeah. As a matter of fact, specifically for this episode, I want to see other people's comments. I want to know yes, what please. your top four are. 
What yes, do you please. think? Who do you think your top four are? I mean, you're probably going to share some of the same ones that we that we have, obviously. But maybe you have a dark horse that we're not. Eh, didn't think about that one. You know, I'd love to hear people's opinions on that kind of stuff. Love it. Yeah, and again, this is not your four favorite because some of the people we talked about aren't necessarily my favorite. But it's the top four Mount Rushmore that you would invest your money in long term, short term. Doesn't matter. It's just a safe place of something that you believe in. So. Uh, now, I'm th- giving you I'm, I'm giving you each a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you want to invest your hundred thousand dollars spread over four different uh, names that you yep. think is going to re- give you a nice ROI. Yep, that's it. Uh, make sure you tag us, Tony. Let them know where you can tag. They can tag you. Uh, uh, anywhere. Uh, just go to WrestlingTradingCards.com. On the bottom of every page is a link to every bit of social media that I can muster to handle. <laughs> and that's a lot out there. So. How about you? Uh, at Zan Morning on most social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. Uh, please, this show, WrestlingTradingCards.com, YouTube, and on audio, because I know you're catching up on Anchor with that. I got to, uh, episode 35 as of today. Yep. So if you like to listen to the WTC uh, shows on the audio form, because I know there are people out there that like, hey, I'm an audio only or I'm a video yep. only. So we're trying to give you guys both the audio and the video over the course of time. You know, it, it takes time to do all this. But, um, you know, the more support you show and the more involved you get, you know, the more stuff we can put out. So yep. uh, we just want to encourage you guys to get more involved with the show and tag us, share this, uh, let us know what you think, if we suck, if we're awesome. Uh, if you want to hear something specifically, just let us know. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please leave us a five-star. No, me and Tony recorded this in the Tokyo Dome today, so we need a six-star review <laughs> on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Please subscribe to the show. Uh, check us out on social media, like I said. And until next time, see ya. Later.